All right. Hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, we're starting a little bit later, obviously, at uh, 930 here on the uh, East Coast. But um, it's fortunate that uh, we actually are starting here at 930. Um, I just want to give a quick little um, uh, praise. Uh, so my wife was driving to um, a dinner that she was uh, scheduled to be at. And she was, uh, well, she was driving down the road and somebody pulled out in front of her. And uh, fortunately, she was uh, in the, uh, by the grace of God, she was in our, our big truck. So um, uh, she's fine. Uh, she's just a little bit shaken up, obviously. And uh, so I praise the Lord that uh, my wife is still with us. So um, my help meet is still uh, with us. So I, I, I'm thankful for, to the Lord for that. Um, I just... I just pray that, um, you know, everything works out the way God would have it to work out. And so um, that's where I've been at for, well, we got home about an hour or so ago from me picking her up. So anyways, um, that's a praise. Everything's fine. Uh, the temporal uh, can be replaced. So um, I'm I'm just thankful to God that... Um, she's saved and that, um, we don't have any fear in, in death, so to speak. And, you know, obviously with two young babies, it would have been, um, rough, but God would have seen us through and, but he chose to, um, keep her with me for, um, prayerfully a lot longer. So, um, that's a praise, uh, that my wife is feeling good and that, um, she's doing okay. So, um, just a little sh shaking up. So, uh, hello, Chantre, and Bible-believing Vato are on here. So I'm going to have to do this a little bit different. I was having some audio problems before I started on here. Um, yes, yes, Chantre, God is good all the time. So no no doubt about it. But um, I was having some audio problems. I was trying to get some things set up, and um, I'm still, still trying to get this all figured out. So what I'll have to do tonight, uh, the the podcast will probably go out a little bit later because I'll have to uh, take extract the audio from this YouTube. And so uh, people that are waiting for the podcast uh, to come out to listen to uh, may have to wait in my post uh, tomorrow, but that'll be okay. So welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Obviously, um, if you guys can hear me really good, um, I think my audio is good going into YouTube. It's just into my recorder was not um, right before I went on here. Uh, there's always something uh, trying to get my mind off of what we're going to get into. But um, as we'll see tonight, uh, everything we take everything by faith and uh, what God would have for us um, prayerfully, that will happen tonight. And um, so I just want to be a, a vessel for his use. And so, um, yes, all right, so everybody can hear me. So let's go ahead and get started right away. And um, I didn't... I didn't really prepare any like kind of notes um, as we're going through uh, these books of the Bible ex um, as in a a um, expository type way, like just chapter and verse after chapter and verse after chapter and verse, especially for these chapter studies. Um, I just want to just make sure that um, that we're just letting the spirit lead. Uh, we like to do this in our in our in our gathering, our ch local church body. That we when we meet together, we like to go through chap uh, verse by verse by verse. And um, I think instead of trying to be um, 
trying to deliver three points, uh, an opening, three points, and a closing, and tell a good joke and a story. I mean, that kind of stuff is just, I don't know. We want God's word, and um, so that's what we're going to do here. We're going to do um, let this mind be in you, so let the uh, mind of Christ be in us tonight, and let him teach, as it says in 1 Corinthians 2. So, hey, Brother Matthew, I see you on here. Thanks you, thank you, thanks to you for joining. All right, let's get to Hebrews eleven, and let's just do a little bit of a. Uh, let's just do a little bit of a review. Um, let's start back, because if you, it's been a, it's been a little bit since we've been back in Hebrews, because um, we had brother JT on, and we did, um, I did a couple live videos um, where we're talking about Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, and then also studying. Uh, God was manifest in the flesh, as it says in First Timothy three sixteen. So, what it what it uh, we took some time for that, and and it was needful. And I think we had a really good study. Uh, followed it along there. If you go back and watch those last two videos, part one and part two, I just I had a great time studying about what manifest actually means. And, and we saw the dictionary term obviously uh, was to be uh, shown to be clear. Make manifest was he was clearly seen. And we know that Jesus Christ came in flesh. Um, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, but God was manifest. He was shown. And we see that in John, and we see that all sorts of different places where Jesus Christ says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And we went back to Old Testament references, speaking about the glory of the Lord, and all those different things. It was just great to go through. And I know uh, some of the uh, brethren were on here and uh, put a lot of good points out as well. So go back and watch those those two videos. And if I left anything out or whatever, just hit me up. Um, hit me up on ltmbiy at yahoo.com. You can also leave a message, obviously, on my Facebook page. Uh, the ministry page is Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. And you can go to that. Or um, you can leave a message on one of the videos or something, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. With that being said, let's uh, let's get right into it. All right, let's go back, and as we talked before, I, I mentioned something about dispensational salvation, which I absolutely believe in. Dispensational salvation just means obeying God's word, as, as I talked about, and we see here, by faith, Abraham obeyed, um, and we're going to go back to there, um, to verse 8, and that's where we'll start. But I think sometimes we, um, instead of just reading God's word, some people like to read into it and, and try to philosophize, really, I mean, you know, make their own points about it. But dispensational salvation is a biblical fact, okay? You go back through there. And when somebody's getting saved in the Old Testament, they're getting saved in different ways. By faith, yes, but there was action that was produced by that. Just like now, when we are, by grace, are we saved through faith? After that, once we're saved by grace through faith, we do work because of that salvation. We're new creatures in Christ. We're ambassadors. We have, we're supposed to be ministers of reconciliation. So there is a lot of uh, things that we do because we are saved. That's in this dispensation. In the next dispensation, the time of Jacob's trouble, we know there's going to be just like in the Old Testament, that's why the language of the Gospels, especially Matthew, when it talks about that time, there's a lot of works. 
Matthew, I believe it's 25, when it's the judgment of the goats and the sheep. There's a lot of works involved in that. Um, that's not for today, okay? But anyways, talking about obedience. Obedience, obedience, obedience. All right. And we'll see that here in verse 8. So let's start in verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. There it is. And he went out not knowing whether he went. So by faith, if it was just faith alone, if it was just his faith and say, well, I just believe that, and he stayed in the Ur of Chaldees, he would have been in disobedience to God. God told him to leave and take his family. If he didn't obey, he wouldn't have received the salvation. If you catch where I'm coming from. And we see that by faith, verse 9, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as a sand which is by the sea shore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, of them and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. Now I'm going to stop right here. This, this is where we stopped last time. We see that, that we're the same way now. We are saved and we're looking for that blessed hope. We're looking for Jesus Christ to catch us away. And even if we die, we still it's not going to matter because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But then our body will be redeemed one day when the catching away happens. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up caught up is that catching away and so that's what we're looking for we're looking for that blessed hope not looking for the antichrist so they also were looking for that blessed hope that promise they went by faith they stepped out and by faith and they put into action and they moved forward now look at the language what it talks about being um uh, verse 14 that they seek a country we also seek a country. We're not in our own country. We're new creatures in Christ. And so the king has sent us out as ambassadors. And so you see the language there, and we've talked about that before. Um, we talk about that before where um, we are sent out as ambassadors. And what happens to an ambassador that is not representing the king very well? Well, they're recalled. And so... We want to make sure that we are not recalled early. You see what I'm saying? Um, we don't ever want to be there, okay? We want to make sure that we are good ambassadors. We are walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, and that's what we're called to be. 
So we're because we're looking for a city, just like um, I kind of it ran through my mind when I as soon as the phone call rang. By the way, when my when the the phone rang and it announced my wife's name, and she had just left. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe five, maybe ten minutes at the most previous. And when I heard the 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 phone go off and it announced her name, all I could think about. As soon as I heard it, I was like, she's been in an accident. And I just prayed immediately. I said, Lord, just just let it be her voice I hear. And not some police officer um, saying, you know, he found my name, obviously, in her phone or something, and that she was on the way to the hospital or worse, you know. And that's all I was thinking about at the time. But as I drove out to go get her, a lot of things were going through my mind, obviously. You know, well, she says she's okay. Is she really okay? You know, all these different things. But as I thought about that, I thought about that it's the temporal. The things that I was kind of starting to think about was the temporal. I was thinking about the truck. I was thinking about, wow, is the insurance going to pay this and all this, that, and the other thing. And I had, I, I'm under conviction right now just, just thinking about it because even at those moments, I should not have been thinking about the, the temporal. I should have been thinking of the eternal and praising God that she was all right, one, but even she hadn't been that she would have been with her Savior. So we, we get wrapped up too much into this, uh, this foreign land that we're living in. And um, that's a convicting thing to me, that uh, we need to be looking for the heavenly, the eternal, as, it's been, as it has just been mentioned here. Okay, let's continue on and get uh, starting in verse uh, 17. Well, let me get a drink of water here real quick. I can edit that out later for the audio version. All right, verse 17. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Interesting language there of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him received him in a figure. Now, let's stop and go back to Genesis. Okay, we go to Genesis, in verse 22, I had my, I already had my, uh, my page indicator already there, but anyways, chapter 22 of Genesis, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell of thee. Now, I don't know how true this is. I haven't really studied it all out. But what I have uh, been told, and I've studied, and I've heard some people that have studied some things out say that this mount that he takes him up on is Mount Calvary, Golgotha. Now, I don't, 
I don't know how accurate that is, um, but it's a pretty neat picture if it is, okay? Uh, this mountain, uh, one of the mounts that he said he will tell upon one of the mountains, which uh, I will tell thee of. And you see here that Abraham rose early, and then you see in verse 4, it says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Also very interesting that it's on the third day, but... And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I will, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And this is a great verse. I love this next verse. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. So with that, you see that um, God offering said he will provide himself a lamb. We know that God did, in fact, was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh, as it says in 1 Timothy 3.16. So we can see that a beautiful picture there. And that's what it's talking about in verse 19 back in Hebrews 11. From whence also he received him in a figure. Okay. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, excuse me, concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Um, that's about 400 years later that that actually came to pass. The prophecy was true. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Obviously, we, um, if you know that your Bible account, that the king had the uh, Pharaoh there had said to kill all the the um, the sons. Okay, said to go kill them all, and they hit him. Um, it's kind of interesting that the same thing happened with King Herod trying to kill um, Jesus, and so killed all the the baby boys there in Bethlehem under the age of two years old. But look at this; uh, these next couple verses here. And I know there's some guys that are talking in the, um, I know um, everybody's talking in the in the text here, in the chat room here. But really look at these next couple of verses here um, as you follow along. Because I need you guys to um, kind of check something on, uh, check something with me. Because I'd never seen this before. And um, these next three verses I'd never seen before as far as it just popped out on the page when I was getting ready for this. So. Let's just see if you notice the same thing that I do, okay? So in verse 24, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, for a season. Next verse. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Now, 
I'm going to wait uh, to see if you guys, who's going to be the first one to pop up here, the thing that I kind of noticed here. First, through verse uh, 25, 24, 25, and 26, what did I notice about these verses that popped out to me? Anybody else? I would play, I would play the Jeopardy music, but nope. JT comes in first with ding, ding, ding. There it is. It mentions Christ. Now, I had never, I, I had never seen that before. Like I just, I guess, just skip right over it or just read it, read through it. But when I was, I was reading through it again. I, I had to read it a couple times. I called my dad and I was like, "Are you reading this the same way?" You know, I just, yes. So JT says it mentions Christ. Absolutely. It's very interesting that it says esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. So I looked up in the Webster's 1828 dictionary just what he says um, when he talks about Christ. And in there it says Christ or the Messiah, uh, the anointed, you know, one. Let me let me see if I still got this pulled up here on my uh on my app here. I think I do. Yeah, I do. It's the anointed. An appellation uh, given to the Savior of the world and synonymous with the Hebrew Messiah. So, when I see that, <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to look at verse 27, uh, Brother JT, so in one second here. Uh, but as when I see that, I'm like, oh, the anointed given to the Savior of the world and synonymous with the Hebrew Messiah. So they were already looking forward to a promised Messiah. We know that. I mean, God even told Eve, Adam and Eve in the garden. There was already prophecy there, but it just was not made manifest yet, shown clearly. It, um, I believe the Apostle Paul, it is in one of the epistles, and I'm drawing a blank, but it mentions that they look through a glass or we look through even a glass darkly now, but he revealed a mystery. All the stuff that he was given, that's when the mystery was started to come forward, the, the manifestation. So not only was God manifest in the flesh, but it was also brought by the Spirit when through Paul, and he showed these things. And you can go back to the Old Testament and see these clearly all the way through there, just like I did here. I see Christ mentioned, I'm like, oh, well, Christ is mentioned here in Hebrews, but it's talking about Moses in the uh, 400 years after Joseph uh, prophesied that they would leave, or back it up a little bit, it's probably that because he was in the wilderness for like 40 years or something but um, before he came back. But the point is, is that there's all the way through the Old Testament, these showing of, of Christ, Jesus Christ, all the way through every single time. And um, we now have the New Testament revealed what the Old Testament was showing. So very awesome stuff. So I noticed that. And let's go to the comments here real quick because I saw a bunch of them pop up. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I also I am known. Yeah. Uh, and, and Brother Bible-believing Vato says, doesn't verse 25 sound 
like what we go through today in this dispensation. I'm talking instruction and righteousness here. Uh, let's see, verse 20, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than, to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we can enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And if you listen to my testimony, I was I was living in the pleasures of sin for a season, but it was not pleasurable. There might have been moments where in the flesh I was like, wow, this is so great. But then immediately the conviction would come in. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing this. But that's where it's at. But yeah, you're right there, brother. 2 Corinthians 3.18, JT says, But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, <laughs> even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, one day. One day. Um, that's really interesting when it says the same image, because we know that one day our whole body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed. We already know our soul and our spirit are. We, we can read all throughout the, uh, the Bible about that. But the body, still this corruptible flesh well one day that corruption will put on and corruption boy i can't wait for that um doesn't exodus 3 ring a bell let's see what does it say there in exodus 3 so we're yeah yeah, the burning bush. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Because um, and Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I've surely seen afflictions of my people. Where does it say there's something else? Yeah. Now, later on, we're going to see something here. Um, it's a, later on in Exodus, I believe right before he goes to back to Egypt. And he's still hesitant, and he's talking about all these things, uh, where he says, Lord God of their fathers. And when he first mentions Jehovah, uh, that's... He said something to the effect of, um, your fathers knew me by other names, but now I'm known as Jehovah, something to that effect. Oh, it's around here somewhere. Exodus 6, 3. Yes, thank you, JT. Thank you. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. There it is. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I got here written off to the side, Genesis 14, Genesis 17, and Genesis 18 is when God in, <laughs> clearly showed himself to, to Abraham. Uh, Genesis 26 and verse 2, where he shows himself to Isaac, and then in Genesis 32 and verse 24, where he shows himself to Jacob. I believe that that um, is when he was wrestling and touched the, the, uh, his thigh. But all good points. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that uh, verse 24, 25, and 26. Um, my goodness. The evidence keeps piling up that, um, yeah, body, soul, and spirit. Yeah, this it's just too much. Uh, it, there's there's too much biblical evidence at this point um, to, if you know this all this information and you look to the scriptures and you're not seeing it yet, um I'm prayerfully, the Holy Spirit will teach you. Okay? All right. Let's go back to uh, 
verse 27. That's where we left off. By faith, this is back in Hebrews 11, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. Wait a minute. Who's invisible? No man has seen God in any time. Um, somebody declared him, though. He was made manifest. He was shown clearly when he said, You've seen me, you've seen the Father, for he dwelleth with you. Come on, folks. That's, uh, again, John 14. Go back to that study on Jesus teaches his disciples, the biblical Godhead. All right. Uh, through faith, he kept a Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And we see the picture there, obviously, of the cross, too, the, with the hyssop dipped in blood and on the uh, side post and over the mantle. of, And then the death angel passed over. And then the perfect lamb was sacrificed so that we will never die. The death angel cannot touch us. Even if we close our eyes in physical death, one day, brothers and sisters, we will be with him. So, amen for that. By faith, verse 29, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, a saying to do, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. Now, I'm going to stop here. So, all this um, this faith alone, you know, like, oh, I just, I just believe, and therefore it is, and... Let me, because I w I've been accused of not understanding. Uh, I don't know who this is. I don't know who that is, but make sure whoever's a uh, an admin, go ahead and get rid of that. Thank you very much. All right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, goodness. Oh. The, the faith alone and all that kind of stuff. All right. So Rahab, if she would have just believed, if she would just believe and not put out that scarlet cord, if she would have just, or she would just believed and not done any of that other stuff and said, oh, yeah, I'll believe you. Uh, I believe it. And not put that faith, as it's mentioned here. She's even called out here her faith. If she had not done what she was told to do through, I believe that she was given instructions straight from God. There was men that told her, the two, the two spies obviously told her, but um, they were speaking what God would have them, her to do, and she obeyed. And we see that her salvation, she didn't die. Also, we see that her name is mentioned through um, a certain lineage. So if you've done your study on your Bible, you know that she's also mentioned in the lineage of the, as far as the earthly lineage, I believe it's on Joseph's side. But she's in the lineage of David, okay? By the way, so was a, a certain Moabitess girl named Ruth. Um, boy, one day I'm going to come out with a study on Ruth. Um, I, I know people do them all the time, but the, the time of Jacob's trouble and the fact that this dispensation now is, is clearly seen in, in the book of Ruth in the time of Jacob's trouble, and all sorts of different tie-ins um, with the New Testament. The book of Ruth is awesome. The, the kinsman, the kinsman redeemer. Rahab, marry a guy named Salmon. Yes. Uh, 
I can't I can't remember the exact lineage off the top of my head. I don't have that good of a memory, but yeah, I, I know she's mentioned. I believe it's in Matthew. I think one, or it could have been the line uh, the lineage. I, I'm just not sure right now. We'll, we'll look that up later. But um, I've seen it. I've read it. I, I know it's in there. And um, but um, anyways, so that, I just wanted to make that point. Um, you need to make sure you need to make sure that you understand that it's about obedience. And that's what I mentioned at the first part of this uh, podcast here. It's about obeying God's word. God's word tells us now by grace, are you saved through faith, not of works? Obviously we understand that, but what does it say to do? It says to call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. So to me, again, I hate, I don't hate to, but I keep going back to this. I this this person that told me that I didn't understand the um, the controversy, so to speak. Well, I don't know. You need to listen more because I understand clearly what you're saying, and it's not biblically accurate. Um, biblically sound, call you call upon the name of the Lord who can who save you. You are calling out to a righteous God. Okay, help me. I am I am un I'm unable. I'm incapable. There's nothing in me good. Cry out to God today. If you're in this broken, repentant state where you've come to the end of yourself, you've come to the end of your own righteousness, you're going to call out to the one that can save you. And so I do understand it. I understand it very well. And I understand that it's about obedience. Obey God's word. For this dispensation or any dispensation you would happen to reside in, for those that are, I doubt they'll see this video, but... For those that go through the time of Jacob's trouble, read God's word and obey it. Endure to the end. Do those things. Visit people in prison. Do all the works that it talks about in Matthew 25. Okay? Read God's word. Um, Brother Matthew here. Thank you for tying Rahab to salvation being more than just faith. Will help a lot with a new study I'm doing. Okay. Very cool. Well, amen, brother. Praise the Lord for that. So I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord used those words of his word to, um, to jog something in your mind. Okay, and some other people are talking. Okay, let's get back to it. Or else we're not going to finish Hebrews 11. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Oh, verse 32. Okay, here we go. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Here's another good one to talk to people who uh, believe that people were sealed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, no, the Spirit left Samson. And if he hadn't repented and cried out to God and used the final time, where would Samson have opened his eyes in death? Um, same place that the rich man opened his eyes. I, I'm, 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 I'm not afraid to tell you. That's biblical. Okay. Same thing for Saul. The King Saul, the anointed one. The first anointed king of Israel. Okay. It said the spirit left him. Where did Saul, when he basically did himself in, 
where did Saul open his eyes in death? Well, I will tell you that it wasn't where the beggar opened his his eyes in Abraham's bosom. And I got biblical scripture. I got scripture after scripture on that kind of stuff. So dispensational salvation. But we know now in this dispensation, we are sealed until the day of redemption. By the way, if you're watching this video and you're in the time of Jacob's trouble, endure. I love that video that uh, Brother Brian Denling Denlinger just came out with speaking about if you really truly believe you're going through the time of Jacob's trouble, <laughs> it was good. It was really good. So, Brother Brian, if you ever watched this video, um, the Lord used you to give me a lot of ammunition from his word uh, in that video. Some of the same things I've been talking about for years, and, uh, boy, you clearly put it out there. So, um, Brother Brian, if you ever watched this video or whatever, um, God bless you, brother. All right. I keep getting sidetracked, but that's okay. Like I said, I didn't have any prepared notes for this. I just want to let the spirit lead, and these things keep pop popping into my mind. So I want to have the mind of Christ, whatever the spirit leads through. Verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, that's interesting, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Um, I wonder who it's talking about there when it says quench the violence of fire. Well, how about them three Hebrew boys that said, nope, we're not bowing down. Oh, by the way, there was a fourth man that was seen there in that fire. Hmm. I wonder who that was. Just kidding. I know who it was. All right. Escape the edge of the sword. <laughs> Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight in the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. Now, this could be speaking about the time that they were living in, of course, all the way back through history, uh, but I think this will become even more alive. Obviously, we're seeing the same language in the persecution and the affliction time and the imprisonment and the killings that happened during the time of Jacob's trouble. Verse 37, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword, that they wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And that is the end of uh, chapter 11. So next time, we will pick up in Hebrews chapter 12 and then also go into Hebrews chapter 13. Let me check my time here. Oh, great. We got, uh, we got plenty of time. So anybody that's watching here, let me go back up through the, uh, the scriptures here. Or the uh, the text, uh, brother JT says Saul clearly lost it. You have to pretend he didn't. Well, that's true. I mean, you really do. I mean, 
it, a, a Holy Spirit sealed person cannot be demon possessed. They can be demon oppressed for sure. They can bring things upon their lives in the flesh that can oppress them and keep them down and live in the flesh, of course, but they can never be possessed. You are bought with a price. Saul clearly was possessed. Um, the Spirit of God left him. Um, David would not have prayed, take not thy spirit from me, if it couldn't have been a real thing, okay? So, yes, Saul clearly lost his uh, salvation for that time. I, I don't know a better term to use right off the top of my head. All right, Bible-believing Vato, Psalm 51, 11, cast me not away from thy presence. And Oh, you know, yeah, you just uh, you, you had it already on there, brother. Uh, yeah, away from my presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. That's right. Uh, I think that's supposed to be Catholics. If today still practice stoning as a form of execution in the Middle East. Hmm. Oh, Catholics. Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Muslims, yes. Yep, stoning is still used. Um. So some of you brothers might know this about me, but um, I know JT does. Um, I've been to a lot of those regions of the world, and I've been intentionally tried to do, or they intentionally try to do harm to me on more than one occasion. God brought me through. But uh, I will tell you something. Um, some of these um, guys that are, they talk tough on online and like to leave comments and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm. You, you don't scare me, okay? First of all, I'm a blood-bought child of the king. I'm just an ambassador here. I'm just to do his will, and if his will for me is to be taken out of here, okay. Okay, that's the point I've reached. So, mm, verse 38 is reminiscent of the time of Jacob's trouble in Revelation 6. Verse 38 of what chapter, brother? Oh. Of eleven, of whom the world was not worthy, that they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like I said, it's kind of like uh, there's you can see all different timelines in that. It's very profitable for instruction, um, very profitable for instruction for this time, but it's going to be super important to those living in the time of Jacob's trouble for sure. A direct tie-in, Brother Vato says here, a direct tie-in to Hebrews eleven thirty-seven, when in Genesis three twenty-one, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. That's absolutely true. That's a, that's a good point. I'm I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna look at that. It's a verse. Mm, yep, thirty-seven. You said here uh, Genesis three twenty-one. That's a good tie-in, brother. Uh, brother Matt, which is, I guess you got a new channel name, Divisive Inerrantist. <laughs> okay, I got you. Uh, what branch? I'm in the Navy. Um, I'm a CB, and um, so construction. So construction, and um, a lot of times that I was over there, I was um, attached to uh, different organizations within the Navy. That's all I'll say about that, but... Um, yeah, in the Navy. 
So it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Psalms 118, verses 8 through 9. Yes, amen to that. All right, so I think we've reached everybody's comments. I don't think I left anybody out. Um, JT, um, thank you for taking care of that comment, which was really strange. Like I didn't, I didn't see anybody else's comment. It was almost like it was, uh, it was just put on there just to put it on there, just to test uh, my vulgarity blocker. <laughs> so, thank you, brother JT, for uh, stepping up to that because I don't, I don't see anybody else on here that's uh, on here. Okay. All right, Brother Matt says, uh, Brother Matthew says, Vato, that ties in with Hebrews 9.22 as well. Blood had to be shed to cover their sins. Yep. Yes, and just to cover. Uh, that's a good point because um, all they could do is cover it. That's why I love going through the book of Hebrews. Um, <laughs> this, is why, this is why they went to Abraham's bosom. That's why they went to paradise, and they didn't go to heaven. Their sins didn't just have to be covered. They had to be taken away. Their righteousness. So that's why Jesus, um, which, by the way, that's another good study. But that's the reason why he had to go to Abraham's bosom and um, led captivity captive. Yeah. And there's other verses there with that as well. Uh, but, but, uh. Let's see, Brother JT says, what are your thoughts about Isaiah and his death? It is rumored that he was sawn in half, like it says in verse 37. Huh, I've never heard that before. Um, Isaiah, I do know, that uh, it is Isaiah, or was it Jeremiah that was talked about out of the miry clay? Somebody check me up on that. Was, uh... I know the king didn't like what he had to say, and he said, speak to me soft words. Or is that Jeremiah? Is it Jeremiah or Isaiah? Sometimes I get them mixed up. Or it might have been Ezekiel. Oof. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, Jeremiah sunk in the mire. Is he the same? Is the, the same one, Jeremiah, the same one where he said uh, the king told him to speak soft words to him? Or something to that effect? I'm waiting for Brother JT, the Bible answer man. Right now, because I'm drawing a blank. Yes, it is Jeremiah. Okay, I know, I kind of thought I was uh, mixed up on the prophets there. All right, uh, brother Bible believing Vato, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. And that's in Leviticus. Yep. And he asked, is that the mental lags, brother? Probably. Probably so. I, it happens sometimes. When I, I got a lot of stuff running through my head, um, especially when it talks about Scripture. Like when we start, I start talking about Scripture, I get a lot of things just start going. I start running and running and running. And uh, sometimes I, I just wanted to be very accurate with that. All right, let's see here. It's been fun tonight. You know, I was, uh, for a moment, when, when my wife called me and said she had been in an accident uh, today, um, 
for a moment, I was like, well, I, I'm just, I'm not going to do the live stream tonight that everybody will understand and all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, you know what, what better way to show our, our faith than to not let the things like that hinder us from doing what God has called us to do. And so that's, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I came on here tonight and you, uh, brothers and I believe sister she's still on here oh I think she had to put her baby to bed but um point is you guys have been a a a a blessing to me tonight just to see you on here and encouragement so and been bringing out some awesome things from God's word do you know whose children were raised in verse 35 Oh, so I think it's speaking of when Elijah raised the um, uh, the woman's son from the dead. Uh, the one woman, um, her cruise of oil, she gave to the prophet, and then he came back later on, and her son had died. He raised him to life. That's a uh, Old Testament. Uh, Brother JT, yes, I'm sorry to hear about that. She's fine. She's okay. She's definitely... Uh, so her arm was, you know, the chemical burns um, that happened from the um, the airbag, but she's good. But yeah, oh, you're welcome, brother. Yeah, I, I believe it's speaking about the. Uh, there's, I can't really off the top of my head remember anybody else that was raised from the dead in the Old Testament, other than that one at this moment. So. For those that are going to be listening on the podcast later on, um, just the random talking back and forth. Oh, Brother Matthew, sorry about that. That that sounds uh, dangerous. <laughs> like a, a Claymore mine that's strapped to your uh, your steering wheel is not a good thing. He's talking about he's got to take his truck in. Uh, I have the shrapnel-throwing airbag inflators. Well, there we go. Take care of that. Um, but, yeah, so it was just a front airbag that deployed. And, um, boy, this uh, young lady had was just 17, I believe, that pulled out in front of her, uh, my wife. So hadn't been driving very long. Um, it was a these backcountry roads, some of these roads in uh, Pennsylvania here. Um, and she was into the Maryland side by that point, but it's pretty rural in some places, and sometimes it's pretty hard to see. And uh, apparently there have been a lot of um, accidents and deaths that occurred at that same exact spot because of that, just of where it's located. Any of you brothers on here know why? Maybe you do. But why I have like my audio set up really good that you guys can hear now, but my audio recorder on my computer is now reading softly, and I could barely hear it when I was testing it before I went right on here. I just re redid all this stuff. Who knows? 
Okay. Uh, Brother JT is speaking about it now, also earlier with Rahab. It ties in with James 2.25. Hebrews 11 shows the faith part, and James the works aspect of for the time of Jacob's trouble. Yeah. Hebrews and James go together um, hand in hand. Um, I believe there's, I mean, we don't even see all that um, is going to be revealed, I believe, in the time of Jacob's trouble to those those people that are living in that time. Um, I think a lot more is going to be revealed. A lot more is going to be revealed out of like First and Second Peter, First, Second, and Third John, and Revelation. Obviously, are going to, a lot of stuff is going to be revealed in these um, books of the Bible here through those people. Yeah, brother Matthew speaking. No idea, brother. I record with my MacBook and stock built-in microphones. Yeah, I, you know, I should. Uh, I I really should maybe invest. Maybe you guys can pray about this and whether I should do this or not. Or I, I tend to. I don't want to get too overboard with all this stuff. But what I'd really like to do, and what I just, I, I don't know if this is something that it's my flesh. Or this is of the spirit, and yet I'm still trying to pray about it. But I don't know what this ministry is going to turn into. I'm just letting God work. But what I keep visioning um, and having a vision about, as far as not delusional type of vision or something like that, don't don't get me wrong. But what I keep imagining and envisioning is that this will become a larger platform and the ability for people to come in sit down live, more live fellowship, more different stuff like that to edify the body of Christ and obviously to get the gospel out, um, especially in these last days that we're living in, uh, time's drawing short, and um, I think the remnant that remains, I think we should be coming together more. As we read here in just the previous chapter in Hebrews 10, and... Um, Obviously, the the verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, as the body of Christ, I think that's what we should be doing, provoking one another unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So I want this to be more of a platform where we can exhort one another, we can be uh, come together, and um, it's been amazing how God has worked so far. So I said all that to say I don't know how much equipment and different things I actually want to get. I'm just trying to be a good steward of the uh, the money that God has given me and um, do what he would have me to do. So be praying about that, that I would just stay in the spirit when it comes to that, because I know me. I'm being honest, and I can confess to you, brothers, that I get engrossed in stuff, and I get so involved that sometimes I blur that line, and I, I get away from the spirit leading, and I'm more in the flesh. So be praying for me to stay in the spirit. And Brother Matt says, Philippians 2.13, for it is a... It is God which worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. And that's what I want, brother. Amen to that. I want it to do his will and for his pleasure and not my own pleasure. I love this stuff. I love, in my flesh, I love messing with all this stuff. and and um, But at the same time, i got to be careful, and I know that. So 
And brother JT saying you have a better setup than most. I think at this stage you're fine. It really takes off. Then maybe consider. Amen. And I know that, and I I do know that. And it's just sometimes I'm like, oh, ooh, maybe I should be able. I I think it would be better if I got this. And and I do need to slow down and just really consider and um, where I'm at. And um, and I thank God for this. I mean, literally, I've had to learn step by step, step by step. But all this stuff has been provided. I like uh, something will will I'll, I'll need something, and somebody will mention about a piece of equipment, and there it is, and I'll get it on uh, um, a sale price or something. So it's been it's been good. So. Brother JT, I know how you feel. I do the same thing too. Well, don't we all? I think, um, you know, uh, the verse that talks about um, whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. I, I might be misquoting that, but I might be misquoting that just a tad bit. I don't know. But that's, that's what I want to do. I want If God has given me the ability to do something, I want to do it with all my might. I want to do it. Because I want to do his will, and I don't want to uh, be slacking on that. Brothers, trust me, I've squandered so much time that um, I think in me sometimes I'm, I'm just wanting to do too much. And uh, so just be praying for me to stay smack dab in the will of God and not to get out in my flesh, so. Um, for we are his workmanship, Brother Vato says, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Yeah, that's interesting when it talks about walk, brother. Um, that because that verse of Galatians 3, I believe, was talking about walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Mm. I I forget now. Why did that happens that happens to me too much where I'll have a verse in my mind. You know which verse I'm talking about, anyways. All right. Well, we're coming up on an hour, and I usually like to keep these in an hour. And obviously, it's a later time, and um, I'm gonna go check up on my help meet here in a second. Make sure she's still doing okay. But um, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Ephesians four. Thank you. Yes, Ephesians four. Thank you, brother Matt. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. So the walk, the walk, the walk, the walk. Yeah, Brother Vato, I do it. I do. It happens all the time. Yeah. He says that um, remember the exact wording in the Bible, but you, for, you forget the exact reference. Um, sometimes I think, it, um, I think it's because I tend to uh, rely on technology a little bit too much. So I have a um, one of my Bible apps. I can just, oh, I remember this verse, and I'll type it in, and it'll go right to the verse. And what I should do is um, 
see where it's at, go to it, write it down somewhere, and then that way I can try to remember exactly where the reference is at. But um, okay, my brothers. So we're coming up here on an hour. Um, we're missing a few people tonight. Uh, I didn't see Brother Tim in here or his wife, or but um, you brothers were here, and I appreciate that. It was really a helpful help to me, and um, just to see that that you guys would show up tonight. Um, reminder, just to check them out on all the platforms. The, this is for people that uh, have stuck with me through this entire video, but uh, you can also listen to the audio version on Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast on both Apple Podcast and iHeartRadio podcast. And um, that's it. That's it. All right, Brother Vato, thank you for showing up tonight. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for um, giving lots of great verses. Um, thank you, Brother Matt, Brother JT. Same thing, brothers. I know I'm missing somebody here. Uh, Chantre was on here earlier. Um, I just don't know who all was on here. But anyways, thank you for joining me tonight on Let This Mind Be In You and going through the rest of Hebrews 11. Now, if I said something that was inaccurate biblically, um, please exhort me to good works and show me where I'm wrong biblically and because um, I want to be accurate uh, with God's word, obviously. So do that. But if you're going to come to me with, uh, hey, I feel or I think or something like that, well, I'm just not going to put much weight behind that because feelings can lie to you. All right. So just go to God's word. Let this mind be in you. All right. God bless, brethren. God bless you for tuning in tonight. And thank you so much. Next week, maybe the same time. I don't know. We'll see as God wills. All right, brothers. Have a good night.